host, Gina Montavo, along with my cousin, Chris Montavo. You have to take cues, bro. We can look at each other when we do this. So, like, oh. if I'm looking at you and I'm, like, pointing to you, that means that you, you, you know, it's your turn. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I know this is new to you. This is fun. This is actually the first time we've ever talked on any type of microphones together besides karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is horrible so, at, but you know. Which is funny because we've <laughs> never done karaoke, but he looked at me like, yeah, we've done it. Yeah. We've never, I've never done karaoke. I've done it one time. You know what's uh, funny? I'm um, oh, sorry to interrupt. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah, it's first, our show. First time I uh, started in this business, every uh, Friday, actually every Thursday, uh, the entire company uh, would go to karaoke, and uh, I was 18, and I had a fake ID. And uh, You had to have a fake ID to get a karaoke bar, or was it a real bar, like well, Chelsea's or something? It, it was actually the old... Uh, it had just closed down. Um, it was the old, uh, not Clicks. Yeah, is it Clicks? Oh, um, the one behind Bob Ruiz. No, that's not Clicks back there. No. Which one's Clicks? This one. This one's uh, kind of near. It was a pool hall, basically. Yeah, it was pretty. Okay. Much pool hall. Pool. And uh, Paradise. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So did you get up there? Well, yeah. Well, the entire. Yeah, yeah. I was horrible, but I had the fake ID to drink because I was 18, <laughs> and it was from Canada. And it's, Hold uh, up. You had a fake ID from Canada? Yeah, it didn't even look like me. Why would you have a Canada ID? Uh, a buddy of mine had it, and I just... And he didn't have, like, a Texas <laughs> template? No, that was the best he or had. Or, like, a Vegas one? No, that was the best he had. But it's funny... What was your name, McLovin? <laughs> McLovin. <laughs> I don't it's know, McLovin I, A from Canada. Gosh, this was 14 years ago. I don't even Did remember. Did anybody ever say anything because he had a fake ID from Canada? Like, you know, when, you, I'm, when I mean say anything, I mean, like, usually when you walk into a bar, I, I remember using a fake ID. Like, they would look at it still. I would think if I had a Canadian one, they would ask you something... Or be like, you don't look Canadian, dude. Well, you know, it worked for the first couple of weeks of karaoke. And, and granted, you know, I was, I was surrounded with, you know, 20, 25. It's just a know, big group. Agents who walked in. all in, you know, the age of 40, 50 plus. So um, I looked the part, I guess. But nonetheless, uh, I had been drinking in the parking lot and then going back in there uh, when they took my idea away. Was it Smirnoff Ice? Uh, no, no, it, I don't, I don't remember what it was, but I picture you at 18. From <laughs> I'm a Chris from Canada. <laughs> yeah. Right. You smeared off ice. Well, no, I passed out in the parking lot oh. <laughs> with the door open <laughs> and I just woke up in the back of a cop car. It was, it was Wait, horrible. What? So you never made the karaoke? Uh, no, no, no. I, Who I are mean, your friends? Like they didn't, t- <laughs> they didn't bother to check on you. I mean, I guess, I guess they were drinking inside singing, you know, Taylor Swift, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever was popular back then. All but, right. So for those who don't know, Chris, um, you don't, you don't do social media, right? Which is fine, but you don't uh, have anything, right? Uh, I mean, I'm, no, no. Because he used not too to. Much. I, I used to. It's just, you know, I, uh, I just have a, just a different approach on, uh, on my business now. Um, you know, it, I think social media is uh, definitely, um, you know, uh, a valid source. Um, when you did have it, because I know back in the day you used to have like a Facebook. And so when you did have it, did you ever use it for business or was it more just kind of like random thoughts? No, just random me, thoughts. Just for fun. I feel like it's strictly business and family stuff. What and I love like, about yours. I go in with the intent knowing like, okay, I'm going to post up some stuff and I yeah. want people to, to learn something or see something. Well, yours is tasteful. You know, uh, I see a lot of, um, and, and you know, granted I'm not bashing other realtors, um, but you, you can know, bash realtors. It's okay. <laughs> you know, all, all I see Maybe is they'll just, learn from it. All I see is, oh, I just sold a house. Here's a, you know, a sold sign. It's just, it's just annoying, you know. Nobody cares about, you know, what you're eating for lunch. Um, it's just little things like that. It's just I used to I used to just use it for Well, fun. you also come from – okay, so you are in no way old whatsoever. You're younger than me. But you come from an age of real estate right before I feel like the internet took off. Oh, because yeah. there's like pre-internet realtors that have no idea how to use Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or all these different online things. I have some that – 
it's like they don't even email contracts. It's not nothing's digital. It's all like I got to go meet the client. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. You don't Which do it? Crazy. You don't do it digitally? Yeah. Oh no, I got to go meet him at seven o'clock tonight. Why? <laughs> email them. <laughs> but with you, I feel like you were right. You got your license at what age? Eighteen. And so, what year was that? Two thousand and eight, seven, eight. So was it like MySpace days? Like social MySpace, media wasn't yeah. a thing. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, my, so MySpace when, was 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 hot, and you know, it's funny. Uh, you used to help me with, you know, my designs and all the like all, you all just put the codes stuff. in there, glitter yeah, comments. Yeah, you know, just it's just I, you know, that that's always been your strongest point. See, I, I feel like if social media wasn't around, and when I got my license, it wouldn't have been as easy. It would have been super difficult. So that's why I'm asking for people that don't use social media, maybe they're not into it, and like someone like you who has done everything you've accomplished without it. How do you feel like when you first started when you're 18, passed out in the parking lot doing karaoke? How do you feel <laughs> after that point? I'm sure you you know you straightened out. How do you feel like you got the business? Was it mixers? Was it just no I, talking? I, never been big on mixers. I mean, granted, you know, when I was single, I'd go you know to meet girls, and there was never a hot girl. At a mixer, well, the networking mixers sometimes are always <laughs> just the same people. It's like, oh, it's all y'all that I saw last. Oh yeah, month. yeah. You don't get business from mixers. No. You don't get business. Oh, you already bars. have a realtor. That's yeah, great. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's just getting in front of people and, and just, just. But how'd you do it? On. I'm asking. How'd you do it back then? And I used, the I reason to, I'm asking I used is to call for sale by owners. I mean, really? Oh yeah, I would. I would. I'd get aggressive, uh, call for sale by owners, expires. Um, I would tell everybody and their mother. I remember even when I got arrested um, for, for passing out in the car at the this karaoke. This is going real bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm being real, right? Yeah. No, but that's what it is. I, I remember uh, I gave the, the cops my business card, and they were just laughing. like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll buy a house from you. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it's just I was just aggressively just, just hands-on, you know, and uh, that's always worked. Um you know, I've kind of been always, you know, fly by the seat of my pants. Me too. I feel like a lot of new realtors are, and some established realtors are going back to the basics. So for me, the basics in real estate, I feel like, are open houses, flyers, the mixers, and what else? Like what, are, what before social media? Because now I think a lot of people just rely on social media, and that's where they mess up. They're not doing both. Well, I, I think – I think open houses are somewhat of a thing of the past. Um, I, there's still a lot of people that are just old school, mm -hmm. you know, that, that don't uh, utilize, um, you know, social media or any, any type of internet for, uh, for anything they do. But, I mean, you know, we're in an age with Amazon, with, with just everybody wants immediate gratification. Everybody and, wants info right there on their phone. Oh, yeah, exactly. Wait, do I got to get off the couch? It's amazing when people— Can I just look on my phone? Don't I have to get up? Can oh. I be in bed and figure out some stuff? It's amazing when people call me uh, literally to ask— the price of a house and mm -hmm. i think to myself you can literally you just google, google the address <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess i feel that way too sometimes we get calls and of course uh, we're both realtors here in texas so we put a sign out our numbers on it but yeah the same thing it's like they call to get info on the house that they're in front of when the address is there <laughs> you got the truly app I yeah mean, you, you, you five mile you radius can, here's the thing you can get more information just googling it than for me our job isn't to give you that information because you can find it easily our job and I feel like this is what people don't understand about realtors. It's not to have open houses. It's not to make flyers. It's not to just like, you know, put it on the MLS and pray. What do they call that? Like PPP? It's like put a sign out, put on the MLS and pray. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, dig uh, St. Jude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done here. Call, call you when it sells. I feel like the job of a realtor, and especially people that do the volume that we do, is you're basically a problem solver. Like that's it. And I've seen you, and that's how I feel I learned real estate was – I mean, for anybody that doesn't know, like when I started, I jumped in Chris's car. I was like, hey, I want to learn. I left the radio. I got off of work. I jumped in your car and just listened. 
and listen to how you talk to people, listen to how you talk to clients, listen to how you talk to sellers, investors, and listen to how you connected the dots. And I think that's one of the things that stuck with me was when you said, just got to connect the dots. So whatever the problem is, there's a solution, figure it out. Well, that's the biggest problem I see and I've always seen, you know, uh, in all 14 years of this business. Dude, that's, that's crazy. So you've been doing real estate almost as long as you, you've been doing real estate almost half your life. Yeah. In a few more years, it'll be half your life. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Freaking getting old, 32. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, nonetheless, it's easy for anybody to uh, engage uh, in escrow, get under contract uh, to purchase a property. But, you know, statistically, I want to say it's up to like 60% of all contracts fall apart. And it's all because of communication, you know, um, you know, an outlandish inspection When you say report. communication, do you mean between the realtor and the client, between two realtors, a buying and a selling you agent? Know, you know, a lot of times uh, the buyer's agent, you know, they, they want to play mom, you know, and, uh, you know, good cop. And, and they're mm-hmm. just, they're going, you know, headstrong, just trying to get all the bells and whistles on a property that, you know, is it's just completely unrealistic. And they get, you know, the buyer all worked up and riled up and buyers get discouraged. I feel, I feel the reason why that happens, and this is what I see. I don't think realtors or some realtors, and this again, this is uh, this is not us trying to bash any particular realtor. This is just things that we ourselves are guilty of, and things that we've done, and that's why we've learned. And so I think that one of the things that I've done, and I still see people do it, is they don't set expectations to the client on the selling and the buying side. In other words, if we get a buyer and we tell them, "Hey, look, we're going to try to get closing costs for you. Um, you only have a down payment. We're going to try to negotiate closing costs. That's just, that's an expense to the seller. So if we get all those closing costs, we might not get another big budget." to do repairs you know they only have so much money and people like you said if they're not set expectations they go in there like i want it all like i want it all you know not only that you know um a lot of realtors just go silent after you're you're in escrow and so a lot of people you know and and here's the thing everybody's a critic all Mm -hmm. your friends family they're going to tell you you've overpaid for this house oh so-and-so bought it oh yeah oh my friend so-and-so he's everyone's a hater this lender and (laughs) everyone everyone has an opinion about how this all works and most and family's the worst (laughs) yeah and here's the thing you're listening to family when in a lot of cases at least in our market your parents are most people's parents that are around our age they've bought like one house in their whole life oh yeah they're comparing your hundred and forty hundred fifty thousand dollar house to the one they bought down the street for 60 yeah. back in the 80s <laughs> and they're walking around like why 140 that's a lot oh uh, no Mijo, you're, you're getting taken advantage of it's like, no, talkers. like <laughs> we're not saying we know it all but we do do this every day and so that's one of those things where like you said people talk to the friends that had this really great deal or talk to this one friend and it had a horrible experience and oh, all yeah. realtors are the same they're like you know used car salesmen they're just trying to get your money and da 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 it's like no i don't get your money when you come in here and take the house off the lot it's extremely challenging and and you know i think you know, it's so important. Uh, the biggest, the biggest part of our industry is is problem solving, mm-hmm. and uh, I see it all. Yeah, the like time. you said, if you get under contract and you found the house and you negotiate it, Keep that's together. the first step. Like oh, that's yeah. it's just starting. That's the easy part. Yeah. Once you get into the hard you know, part is keeping the emotions down, calming everybody down, because anything and everything will happen. And uh, you know, it feels like every single deal, uh, people throw wrenches at, and mm-hmm. you know, just everybody gets so riled up and discouraged. And uh, it's our job to, to encourage and stay in control. Do you feel like you leave things out? Like I feel, and I like to be proactive to where if a problem occurs, before I call the client and say, ah! <laughs> no one wants <laughs> like, bad news. You can't news. sell your house, guys. You can't move. Like yeah. no one wants the bad news. Nobody wants bad news. I hate it when you people jump in front of that. it. Yeah, you got to jump in front of it. Be proactive. I feel like most people and most clients that I've had where I knew a situation was going to go bad, 
if I do my best to fix it before I even tell them. Oh, yeah. I don't it's like, them. hey, look, here's what happened. <laughs> here's what happened. I jumped in front of it. For example, um, the financing fell through on a buyer's side, and I was a listing agent. And the agent's like, well, I don't know what to do. I was like, look, let's get them over to this lender. Let's get them taken care of. Let's get them approved. I didn't even tell the seller. I didn't want to tell the seller, like, hey, the buyer lost financing. I don't know what to do. I'll call you back. There are, people are under enough stress already when they're selling a property oh, for whatever God. things they're going through. If you can handle it, handle it, jump in front of it, got them another lender, then called them and said, hey, oh, by the way. Take control. Yeah, their uh, financing fell through, but we got another lender, so we're all good. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Like, don't just give them a crap pie and like, oh, that's yeah. all I got. Sorry. You know, when when – you know, when poop hits the fan, you know, you, you, got, you got to have that water hose. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you, you have to stay in control. You know, um, inevitably, if everything was easy, um, it's it just it, that, that life just does not exist, you know, especially in this business and anybody's business. You know, life is not easy. Um, transactions are not easy. Everything, everything that you do in life is not easy. But, you know, you just take it with a grain of salt and... You have Keep the best forward. represent you mm -hmm. at, at all times. So when you're – okay, so let's go back. Um, this is really about you. This podcast, of course, is Ask Team Montavo, and uh, I'm Chris – this is – I'm sorry. I'm Gina Montavo. That's Chris Montavo. We're cousins. We're um, real estate agents here in Corpus Christi, Texas. And uh, Chris started a company how many years ago? When did you all start the company? Uh, you know, I, I started working for Maribel – well, actually, originally. When you got your license, who were you broken under? My aunt's company, which was a small boutique company, uh, Open House Realty. Mm-hmm. And the energy, uh, and, you know, I love my aunt to death. She's in Oklahoma now, but the energy was just dormant. It just wasn't there. I mean, I'd show well, up. Even at the name, Open House Realty, that means, like, <laughs> that's all we do is open house, yeah. baby, it, <laughs> every weekend. It, 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 was, it was bad. You know, I'd show up, and, and, you know, the agents would be literally looking at the real estate book and just talking junk about, you know, oh, well, this realtor has, you mm -hmm. know, this business because they're sleeping with a builder and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, <laughs> seriously, I don't want to hear that. You know, like, so was it your aunt that made you think about going to real estate? Yeah. Did actually, you ever shadow her before you did it? Or was it just kind of like, you saw she's a realtor. Hey, I'm gonna go take my test. And then you jumped in. No, I, I, I hated the business actually. Uh, she used to babysit me, uh, growing up, my parents worked all the time and, um, I was, I was around 12. Did she make you do open houses? No, <laughs> I, she would make me cruise around with her and her uh, best friend, Claire and, uh, Claire, uh, I called her clairvoyant because she always knew uh, what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. But uh, they would stick me in the back of this Lincoln Continental, and uh, they would smoke these long, thin mint cigarettes. And literally during in the, the week, car. Oh yeah. While you're in there. Oh yeah, it was, oh. It was horrible. How old were you? I was 12, 13. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> That's the 80s, baby. <laughs> they, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, they would literally take me to rummage sales, uh, garage sales. I mean. It, and have me barter for them. Mm -hmm. You know, they would they would they would say, "Hey, Chris, uh, go to this lady, offer fifty dollars for that TV." I'm like, "Are you serious?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, they just kind of threw me in the mix. And uh, you know, Claire had this high-rise condo with literally like five-inch white shag carpet. Was she a realtor too, or just a oh, friend yeah, again? Yeah, okay, she, she was a big heavy hitter, and her and my aunt were uh, best friends. And um, I just hated it. You know, I was just, I just. You know, I just well, if you hated it then, me. why did you want to do when you're 18? Well, you know, I ran into her. You know, I graduated school early and um, started college at 17, and um, you know, I was just screwing up. I was typical didn't know what to kid. Do. Yeah, and I remember being at uh, Denny's by myself. Um, it was a Saturday night, and I ran into my aunt. I hadn't seen her in years because I'd been working since. When I was you say 16. wait, you're at Denny's like, like after the clubs, after the bar? You mean? No. I, oh, I was, I was, I was like, 
I was like 16, 15, 16. Yeah, you, was, no, you've I, ate Denny's while you're sober? No, I was 17, excuse me. No, but I had been working. Yeah, right. I was like, I've only been there drunk. No, no, I had been working, um, you know, on the work program with school and everything. And, uh, you know, since I was about 15 going on 16. So I hadn't seen my aunt uh, in a couple of years, several years, actually. Mm-hmm. And so I ran into her at Denny's and she bought me my sandwich. And um, she was just all about, you know, me getting my license. And I, I just... I was hesitant at first, and finally, you know, I went ahead, took my classes, and uh, her friend was the uh, professor, and it was a... Uh, Did you do them all in person or any online? No, everything was, was the fast track with Delmar. Okay, so in a classroom. Packed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Classes were packed. Everybody just hated me. I was a Is there anybody in that class that you, when you took your license... Well, I'm sorry. Was there anybody when you were getting your classes completed in that class that still does real estate today that you remember? You know, I don't even remember anybody in that class. Really? <laughs> Is it because you just weren't paying attention or you just focused well, on I was exhausted. I, I was a bar back at uh, uh, 21 mm-hmm. downtown, and uh, the Cats. Fast Track program was uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 6. So All day? Oh, yeah. So, so wait, was it like one class in a three-day span? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was heavy. So, you know, from 8 to 6, and then I'd have to go bar back at 8 o'clock at night. And then I'd get out four o'clock in the morning, and I I was on three hours of sleep. I mean, it, going into class. So half the time I slept through class, and everybody was just frowning, just making fun of me. And oh, I mean, this guy. I, I'll never forget. I asked, I asked my uh, my the, the professor, my aunt's uh, my aunt's best friend at that. At What's that, the professor? Uh, with the professor. And and I and I asked her. I was like, Hey, do you, do you think I'm gonna be successful? You know, in this business? And I'll, ne- I'll, I'll never. She's like, You're half asleep. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget the look on her face. She just looked at me, rolled her eyes, and was just like, Well, um, with hesitation. She was mm-hmm. like, You can do whatever you want if you put your <laughs> mind to it. <laughs> I was like, At least lie to me, you know. And now it's like Post Malone. Now they all say congratulations. <laughs> it was it was it was horrible, but it, it was it was just. It was very exhausting. I think I took my test like seven times. <laughs> the okay. So did you break your? Did you take your broker test seven times or your actual real estate license test that many times? And I bring that up. And this you're the perfect example that I give to people because I know people that are trying to get their license in the last couple of years, and they'll fill it once, and it's just like a huge blow. It's like, oh yeah, forget it. I can't do this. And I'm like, and I tell the same story. I was like, well, you know my cousin Chris. <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> really you're a lot younger at that age so i mean i'll give you the fact that you're a lot younger you're possibly hung over most of the time you're taking your, your classes yeah, right? so i'll give you that but uh, yeah i tell people all the time i was like yeah he was you know he took it quite a few times and and Several. just to brag on you a little bit uh just a couple of days ago chris was announced as not only the what is it how does it work let's see he is the ranked second in texas on Latino realtors. So out of all the Latino realtors and all Hispanic realtors in Texas, he's ranked number two. And then on the list of national, you're what? 11, seven? Seven. And seven. Then, and then the top 250 in the, in the U.S., I was uh, 61. So that's, that's with brown people and white people. <laughs> <laughs> but still, either way. Uh, and those lists are really important, and the reason why I think so is just because in this business, um, it's really difficult to determine who the real players are. And I think, again, with social media, people are like, oh, I got this closing, I got this closing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like people, The ones that brag about all the stuff they're doing, especially with anything aside from business, you know, when they brag about, oh, I got clients out to my ears. Uh, or, or yeah, I'm on vacation, look at my... Uh, I guess they forget that we can go my, my see... My wiener legs. Yeah, hot dog legs. Hot dog legs. Hot dog legs by the pool. I guess people forget that you can, we can go... And we can see what the sales are for anybody in this business. Like it takes like two seconds to look it up. So I'm like, oh hey, 
doesn't seem like you have clients up to your ears. Yeah. Or is it just two clients that are that tall? Yeah, it's usually it's usually the people that that brag about everything they have and and. But you know why though? And it's not just it's not just in this business. It's an insecurity thing. It's because uh, in this business, like I said, you got to fake it till you make it. And I'll tell a real quick story in just a second. But in this in this business and other businesses, we live in an age where people are so good at pretending to be happy, successful. Um, you know, uh, got money. Like people are so good at it with photos and social media. And it's like, you see people, man, they got it made. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you meet them in person or you know them in person. You're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Right before that picture, right before that <laughs> selfie, they were freaking going at it. And they, look they, at them. We're took, in love. They took like 80 selfies. Just yeah. To get oh yeah. That one, one you saw, there was like 70 <laughs> of them. And the other ones, they were getting pissed off. They were pissed off in that photo. <laughs> I've done that before to where we've been with a couple and like I'll see them arguing and then they post a photo and they post it up. It's like love. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing with business. No matter what you're doing, like if you're if whatever, whatever you do, no one wants to pretend like they're doing bad at it. No one wants to go like, oh, yeah, I'm just lose my ass over here. <laughs> Can't do it. Then again, no one wants to hear negative. I mean, misery loves company. But at the end of the day, like you don't want to air out your dirty laundry to anybody. So at the end of the day, I mean, you know, uh, I, I think – I think in their defense, I mean, positive news is better than negative news. Oh, for sure. Always. Positivity is always going to win. But But lying lying about your life and your lifestyle, personally, I'm a horrible liar. I I can't. I I don't remember what I wore yesterday, yet alone. (laughs) I don't think you'd be really, like I said. You're a horrible liar. You're not on social media. You're like one of the very few, like my mom's social media, like everyone's on stuff. And so between you and I think my buddy Scott, you are like the only two people I know that don't 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 mess with it and i admire that because we live in a society where everybody's on it all the time phone like your face is in your phone and that's what they're going through your face is always on your phone but it's usually work it's (laughs) text emails and phone calls i need need to stop that (laughs) no it's okay it's just what i'm saying is it's a lot different um so the story i was gonna say a while ago which is really funny i tell people this all the time and it's just they look at me like really so when i first started i remember going to the office and I had a car at the time that I just hated. I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it. Don't say what it was. Uh, well. It's just the car I didn't like. Because what if somebody has it? They're like, I love that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It just wasn't me. Let's just say that the car that I was driving at the time wasn't me. It was something I took on just because of you know we need to save money. We just had a baby. Didn't really have a lot of money. Wasn't really making extra income. It was just here's my my paycheck. And so when I went to the office when I got my real estate license, I would go and I'd be like, Chris, I gotta go show a house, but I really don't want to show up in my car. So I'd be like, Chris would be in his office and be like, Here, take my keys. So I'd take your keys and like take your Mercedes or I'd take uh, Amanda's car. Amanda had an SUV at the time and I'd be like, Gotta go. And so. <laughs> So one time I showed a client on a, one day, and then I showed her again on another day, two different cars. She's like, dang, how many cars you got? I'm like, oh, you know, no big deal. But I said, I'm only going to do this until I you know, get my own car. Yeah. So you got, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it, and that's what you know, it's all about. Well, it feels good to have nice stuff. Like it, you know, just, it's just, a reminder. It, it reminds you of, of your, your level of success personally, mentally, you know, just, just progression. You know, life isn't about money per se. I mean, I, I honestly think you know, it's all about feeling – feeling progressed in in any level um whether it's your well, career they, they say uh, money doesn't make money doesn't buy happiness but it does make some things a whole lot easier yeah but, but everybody wants to feel like they're achieving you know their goals in life mm-hmm. and um you know like with uh, i like you know i like nice stuff i don't like to buy nice stuff <laughs> i'd rather buy you know houses or whatever they always show those pictures of people I, th- I think people get it confused when they see those pictures and it shows like bill gates and it shows Mark Zuckerberg, and it goes two billionaires or net worth, blah blah blah, million, not a Gucci belt in sight. Exactly. <laughs> I'm know, like, yeah, but those are that's a different kind of guy. Yeah, some people like, you know, 
they just, you know, their Gucci belt reminds them mm-hmm. of, of, you know what, I work hard I bust, for this. Hey, this I is from it. that one deal, and I busted my ass for it. Yeah, yeah. like, like treat, have to go through treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you know, everybody's different, but I just, uh, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great journey, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just the beginning. Okay, you know? so uh, got your license at 18, li- uh, broker license at 20. Um, since then you've done numerous things here for Corpus Christi. You do, like I said, a lot of people don't get to see it cause you're not on social media bragging about it every 10 seconds. Like Gina Montavo is, nah. um, I feel like, you know, I try to post stuff up to learn, like for people to understand, like, Hey, especially first time home buyers. I think a lot of people in this market right now are buying the first home and they feel like it's not for them and they don't do that. And I know you don't do a lot of residential stuff anymore. You've moved into the big leagues, uh, which is weird to me because I'm thinking like, how do you do that? Like, well, why aren't you doing open houses? <laughs> but that's not you. That's not what you do. Uh, so what's next, do you feel like? I think you've, like I said, you've accomplished a lot now at the age you are. So what do you want to do next? Like, what do you feel like you want to do? I want to continue, you know, to build my own portfolio, um, build, you know, others um, and their portfolios. Explain you know, for people that don't know what that means. You know, a lot of people come to me and they say, you know, Chris, I want to I I start investing. And, you know, a lot of them... Um, a lot of them don't even have any money, and I'll teach them how to start investing literally from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I'll build their portfolio. Next thing you know, they own ten houses, and it's like, geez, like this is amazing. It, and that's fulfillment for me personally. You know, I uh, life's too short to to be greedy and just hoard all the secrets to yourself. You know, I had a lot of really good mentors that taught me, and I still don't know it all. You know, but um, I I like that aspect of the business. Um, that that particular facet is just what I, I sincerely enjoy doing the most is just finding the deals, you know, making sense of them. Um, so personally, you know, just building my own portfolio and, and, uh, and others and, 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 you know, reaching out into, to new ventures, like, you know, building, uh, apartments and building storage units. I mean, you know, just slowly, but surely. So the next level stuff. Yeah. To go back to the investment, I think a lot of people don't see your average person doesn't see that side of real estate. Their their idea of real estate is I'm going to look for a house. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to live in it. I might sell it at some point. And that's basically that's the grasp of real estate for them. So what Chris is talking about when he's saying investments, like in other words. So if you are not a homeowner and you're living in a house and you're renting it, someone owns that house. You're paying the mortgage that someone owns. And what I'm trying to bring up is that the whole other side of real estate that people don't see is the investment side, is the, you know, the wholesale side, is the, you know, looking for deals here and there. And what he means by looking for deals, essentially there's houses that are on the market, that are not on the market. They get sold every single day just because it doesn't have a sign in the front yard or just because it's not online or just because it's not represented by another realtor doesn't mean it's not for sale. And I think people forget about that too. It's kind of like, oh, well, there's nothing I like out there. There's nothing going to pop up. It's like, no, like there's a whole other world of real estate that some people don't get to see. I didn't get to see it for a long time, and I didn't even believe it either. I was like, what? You got the house for how much? Or how did you find this house? Or you know, how did you get this house? What's amazing is uh, I had lunch the other day with a good friend of mine who lives in San Antonio, and uh, I sold him his house about 10 years ago. And I remember um, all of uh, our friends um, at the time were always renting. Mm-hmm. And everybody was giving him a hard time about buying a house. And anyway, I sold him the house. It was a foreclosure for 1.30 in San Antonio, and, you know, we just had lunch literally day before yesterday, and he, uh, he was telling me how he just sold it and uh, made a hundred grand, and how the market was just insane in San Antonio, and how gentrification's happening in, like, the worst areas of town, mm-hmm. and um, how people are buying, you know, at the top of the market, and, it, you know, it, it was it was great, and he was just like, man, thanks, Chris, for, you know, just, just, that direction. like, you know, really pushing me to freaking buy instead of renting, 
And, uh, you know, that's, that's the beauty of this business. Like it only takes literally one deal mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. Now he's sitting on start, how much equity? He said a hundred grand, a hundred grand is what he made. Yeah. Yeah. For just buying a house and think about this. If the last, how many years ago was it? 10 years. So for the last 10 years, say he said, you know what? And I had a message like this where someone messaged me and said, Gino, we're ready to buy a house. We've been living in this place for 11 years. We did the math and we made 130,000 right now that we could just buy a house. Yeah. Paid off. Yeah. It's crazy. I was like, yeah. And I think a lot of people, at least here from what I've noticed, people that don't want to buy and say, oh, I want to rent. I call them like long-term renters. And it's not because they don't want to buy a house. Maybe they don't know how to, but they've just been stuck in that cycle of renting for so long that it's like, oh, I'll probably never buy. And it's, it, it, it's, it's just feeling, you know, at the end of the day, it, I think it's more of a commitment issue with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, what if I get a job in like two years and I want to move? Well, what, then if, you, what if I lose my job? Exactly. You know, I'm check to check, like a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, like what if I lose my job? I can't make my payment, you know, like you just, I'll never forget when I when I bought my first like BMW, mm-hmm. like like I was in the business and, you know, I was, I was bar back and waiting tables and I, I was, I was in real estate and I was slowly transitioning so I can go full time real estate and I dropped out of college and uh, long story short, I'll never forget like, um, I think I bought a BMW or whatever. And I remember the feeling, my gut feeling just saying like, uh, can't, it, what if, what, what if, if I don't sell me next Exactly. Like, yeah. like, like, like I only have so many closings. Like what, what if I don't have the money or whatever? And, and, you know, and literally I just bought a, I had just bought a house. Um, but my roommates were paying my rent. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. Well, that works out. See, that's oh, yeah. fine. But, but, you know, I, I just, I read a book, uh, rich dad, poor dad, mm-hmm. Robert Kiyosaki, great book. And, um, he was talking about how, um, his wife wanted a Mercedes and, um, he gave her a choice. You know, you can buy the Mercedes, uh, waste money, or you can buy a rental house and take the, appreciate yeah. well, you know, take, take the, uh, the difference from, um, the debt service and the, uh, the rent and have the difference pay for the car payment, mm-hmm. which made complete sense. So I just, uh, that's when I really just started investing, uh, slowly, you know, it just takes baby steps. But do you feel like that was like a, how do you say it? Like a aha moment? Like, okay, well, cause you said, well, oh. if I don't sell enough houses and that's what people call passive income. Like in other words, you're not thinking about it. You save up now, you buy the property, you create a rental property, and then, yeah, you take that money and either pay off the note that it has, or if it's paid off, you buy the cash, then that's just positive income you have coming in to pay off either your lifestyle or support or, or, and finance another Or just pay for your yeah. lifestyle and your expenses. And, you know, a wise man once told me, whatever makes you uncomfortable will only make you stronger. So just like, you know, going back to what we originally were talking about, just, uh, you know, just that feeling of anxiety and, and just you know, taking that leap. I mean, if it was easy, obviously everybody would be doing mm-hmm. it, but sometimes you just got to take that leap and you know, it, it's, it's uncomfortable, but, um, you know, every risk that you take, you know, just calculate it. Just what's, what's, uh, on the same note, kind of the same thing, not with a car, but with a house. So a couple of years ago, uh, me and my wife bought our third house or second house. And when we bought it, it was definitely, you know, bigger than my last one payments, bigger, of course, too. And I remember talking to Chris, uh, it was actually right after we sold it and we were living with y'all right before Christmas. And I remember being outside with you that was fun. <laughs> and I was thinking like, dude, like same feeling. I'm really scared. Like I'm going into this next phase of my life. And I feel like that's what homeowners feel like just generally. It's like, Oh I crap. Think everybody feels that everybody way. feels that way. It's and, and no matter what level it is, Heck, if it's, I, if it's I, going I from a, if time. it's going from a $700 rent payment to like a thousand, they feel it. If you go from a thousand to 1500, whatever it is, you feel it like, Oh, what if I don't get the hours I want? Why don't I get that overtime I'm, I want to do? Or what if my boss just fires me one day? And I think at the time when I was telling you this, you completely understood because you've been there. And two, the best advice that I think about constantly 
whenever things uh, scare me, like, oh, I don't know if I can do that because what if this happens? And you just told me, you know what, whenever you have that feeling and you hear those things in your head, it's basically the devil telling you you can't do it. Completely. So tell the devil, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. We'll I'm going to buy my house, and I'm going to buy this car, and I'm going to sell more properties, and I'm going to help more and people. And you're going to be happy and yeah, doing and it. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> so then you jump into that phase, and then another level. It's like I think there's always those quotes, and uh, there's this coach that I see. His name's Jared James. His quote is, if you're not having new problems, that means you're not leveling up. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So in your life, no matter if it's business or just personal, whatever it is, um, if you don't feel like you're having new issues that come up or new uh, situations, then you're not leveling up. You're staying at the same level. And if you're fine with that, great. But if there's more you want in life, then, yeah, you're going to have to go through the uncomfortable situation of like, uh, and it's going to yeah, make your stomach turn. You know, everybody, everybody wants to be comfortable. You know, nobody wants to go to the gym and work out. Hell, I don't, I don't even want to go to the gym and work out. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, it, it's like working out. I mean, you know. It, you have like, you, uh, it's like a personal record. It's like you go to this point and then you achieve it. And it's like, okay, now what's next? I did it. I was able to do it. You know, yeah. I told myself I couldn't do it. I did it because I told myself I could do it. And then now I did it. Now what do I do next? And now it's the norm mm-hmm. for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And you're ready for the next level. Uh, on that same note. I remember when we first start when I first started and I would jump in the car with you and you would tell me things and I would be I would just look at you like what are you talking about like that's not the way the world works and in this life and other businesses if there's a business you don't understand it's going to sound ridiculous it's going to sound made up it's going to be like y'all are just living in fantasy land that's not the way things work around here people go and they work and they make a paycheck and they you know they live off that paycheck and they go next people don't make extra income and at the time I couldn't understand it but once you learn the language, either even just money, I think people in general don't understand how to use money because in high school, you just kind of, you know, you fly by the seat of your pants. They don't teach you anything. Well, you always had mom and dad to fall back on. Exactly. And then if, <laughs> you always had a roof and, over and your then head. So, and so, I mean, at least my mom and dad, they go through their stuff and they got their own worries. And this is the first time they've ever done this. And so it's like you're watching them like, do you all got this figured out? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. <laughs> if you figure it out, let me know. You know, I grew up in a household with financial stress mm-hmm. and you know uh my dad used to work at the buttercrust bakery before it shut down and then uh when it shut down instead of staying home collecting unemployment he would literally travel to san antonio work 80 hours uh, a week and come see us on the weekend he just because it, was a, it was a bigger market over there more more jobs well no he just had to work period mm-hmm. i mean there was no excuse i mean you know you lose your job you, um they shut down the factory at the end of the day you still got to work. That's what I tell people. When I first started this business, and I'm sure you've been told this numerous, numerous times because you've been through different um, markets here in the years you've been doing this. Someone said, well, what are you going to do when uh, what are you gonna do when the market falls? What are you going to do when it goes that, bad? That's when honestly when, when I've done the best is when the market was depressed. I tell people, and the reason I started doing this is because I was hungry and I wanted to do more. So because I was hungry, I would tell people like, well, if I'm hungry – and my favorite grocery store closes, I'm not going to sit there and cry. Be like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm shake the bushes. <laughs> Look for a Albertson's clothes. What do I do? Half, half-eaten sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to go find another grocery store to go to. You got to find another source to get to We're eat. too busy to die. It's like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. Man. <laughs> yeah, you know, misery loves company. And it's so easy to just, just, just you know, my, my PE coach back in middle school, I'll never forget, told me this. He told everybody this. He was like, you know, you boys can be out here, you know, working out and uh, and going towards the championship, or you can be at home. I bet, I bet you guys. I'm trying to think. Start like, over. How, You're in PE. Okay. Your coach is yelling at you. No, it was, it was football. Football. In, in middle school, <laughs> and he was like, "I bet all you boys wish 
because we'd run laps and we were exhausted, throwing up. And uh, I'll never forget. He was like, "I bet you boys wish you were at home eating Fritos and, and drinking Big Red, don't you?" And I'm thinking to myself, "Damn, that sounds good." Is that a racist <laughs> joke? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Man, I love Big Red." <laughs> bet y'all wish you were at home with tamales. I was like, "Man, chorizo." You know, I was just thinking, like, "Damn, that sounds good." And at the end of the day, like, you know. It, it felt good, the endorphins, everything. I don't know. It just. <laughs> what are you trying to get at? <laughs> the whole point I'm trying to make is, yes, it sucked running those laps. Yes, it sucked working out and, and, and you know, uh, practice. But it made us a better team, and, you know, it gave us a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just want to veg out and watch Netflix all day. It, they they want to hide from their bills. They want to hide from their problems in life instead of tackling them. And it's, you know, I just want to encourage everybody, you know, whenever you feel like that, it's it's really just the enemy just just, just wanting to bring you down, you know. It's the I devil. think, and I, actually, it's funny you brought that up. I remember that I sent you something the other day about that. Like, it has to be a balance. If there's a day where me and you have done this where we just go and just want to veg out, turn the phone off, and just kind of, like, reset, put the reset oh, button. Goodness. And I think if you don't have that, your your life and your work balance won't balance out. I'm sorry, your life and your work won't balance out. And so one's going to affect you more. If you go veg out and you're watching Netflix all day and you're just like binging TV shows, yeah, eventually you're going to get to a point where it's like, oh, crap, what did I do? I've been sitting here for two years. Yeah. But if, you know, if it's it's every Sunday you do that, there's nothing wrong with it. You just got to bounce it out with, okay, I'm going to do nothing today and I'm going to work extra hard tomorrow. Yeah. So. It's going to be good. Well, this I know you have another appointment. Uh, Thank you, Chris, for coming and uh, doing this with me and this is going to be something we regularly do um, in the new spot and it, I think it's been a great like intro to you that people don't know I think people see you and they're like oh there's Chris Montavo this Gucci belt asshole <laughs> dickhead <laughs> stupid bus it's, bench it's, fa- it's Ferragamo okay <laughs> but uh, I, I want people to know the Chris that I know and Chris is my, like one of my best friends and he's really great at this business and he knows a lot so we really want to just try to pick his brain over the you know the course of these shows and also we're going to try to have as many other people we're going to have like community leaders business owners uh anybody that you know has a big name in the community we want to get them on it'd be fun to talk to them and just kind of pick their brain and pick their brain and see them in a real light where they can just be like okay here's my story and here's why i started this business you know because i think there's a lot of smart people in town that don't get the mic basically well well, they get and they have a preconceived notion from everybody that they're just these horrible people. Yeah. Oh, I heard from so and so. Tell you about that boy. <laughs> <laughs> that boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. Uh, this is Ask Team Montavo, and you can hear us uh, all over. If you have any questions, if you have questions for Chris, uh, like he mentioned, uh, investments in portfolios, and you know, really trying to be smart with your money, he's the guy to talk to. He is basically, and he's not, I don't consider you a realtor because a realtor in my mind is like someone that does like open houses and like does the stuff we we're talking about earlier. Like what you do is problem solve for people that. But I won't turn the business down. No, no, no. We'll, we'll help. <laughs> we'll help you out. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's like. Give me a bone. Meet, I ain't going to tell you how it tastes. If you're like, I don't know who to talk <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you have a problem and you don't know how to fix it, you don't know who to ask, you're the guy. That's what I'm trying to get at. Get to that point. I appreciate that. You got it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Later, bro. See you.